Blackman Stone raced to the hatch at the end of the passageway. The intruder alarm had been wailing for what seemed like hours, and it had taken him too long to get into his standard-issue combat suit. The smoke wafting through the corridors was a sure sign that time was short. Warning lights were flashing faster and faster, reaching a manic pace. He grabbed the manual hatch release and yanked hard. An explosion blew him backwards thirty meters down the corridor, slamming him against a bulkhead. He slowly slid to the deck. A light in the suit's heads-up display was blinking green to let him know that he was still alive. It is nice to know that the Empire's Navy cares enough about me to let me know I am still alive and can be of some more use to them, Stone thought as he tried to catch his breath. He was fifteen years old, and in all of those years, he could not remember his chest hurting this much. Get up, Stone! Get moving! A voice raged at him through his suit intercom. Do you want to get stepped on? The voice made it clear that it was not really a question. You now have intruders between you and your duty post. Move it, boy! Aye, aye, senior chief. I am moving it now, Stone replied. He rolled over and pushed himself to his feet. The combat suit had saved him from serious injury, but he still felt winded and bruised. His ears were ringing, but not from the explosion. The suit had automatically dampened the blast noise to protect his hearing. The suit did not dampen Senior Chief Sosi's deafening gravel-in-a-bucket voice. Stone looked down the passageway. There had been some wisps of smoke in the corridor before, but the smoke was thicker now. He could not see the hatch. The explosion had added to the already swirling mess. He drew his weapon, hoping whoever had put the explosives on the hatch had just set a booby trap for him and had not been blowing the hatch to get into this corridor. He switched the suit visor to thermal, then to radiation, then to multispectral, and then back to normal vision. Stone did not see anyone, or anything for that matter, coming at him out of the smoke. He briefly wondered why the environmental systems were not clearing the air. He shook his head. He sincerely hoped it was a problem in environmental. He knew smoke could mean fire. He was beginning to get concerned that the intruders who had set explosives may also have set some diversionary fires. It was not that the ship itself would burn, but a spaceship only had so much air. He would rather save the air to breathe than let a fire use up his oxygen. This time he approached the hatch cautiously instead of racing forward. Time was important, but he had to be alive at the end of the mission or it would not matter how long it took. He stopped in surprise at the end of the corridor. The hatch was gone. It was not missing from the explosion, it was just gone. Yanking with the enhanced muscles of the combat suit had not mangled the handle or the hatch, even the hole where it had been was gone. All that was at the end of the corridor was a new bulkhead, freshly painted and seamlessly joined in the corners. Oh, come on, he muttered to himself. He spun about and raced back down the corridor. He knew the ship would begin to reshape corridors and passageways to confuse any intruders, but he had hoped to get through that hatch before it started. He must be running out of time to get to his duty station if the ship had already started shifting in response to the intruder alarm. The whole ship might be in jeopardy if the intruders reached his duty station. Stone's duty station was the ship's armory. He would have cursed. However, he knew that he had not really developed that as a useful skill. He certainly had not achieved the level of cursing mastered by Senior Chief Sosi. Instead of wasting his breath, he called up the ship schematics on his heads-up display, HUD. The HUD still showed passageway 12B.2 as a functioning corridor with a hatch. He had just seen that the hatch at the end of 12B.2 was gone. He had hoped the ship would be able to update the mapping software as fast as it could shift corridors, but that did not appear to be the case. He decided to try passageway 12D.4. It was the shortest distance to a ladder that would drop him down to the armory on deck 11. He was assuming the ship had not shifted the passageways again.
Suddenly, he slid to a stop. He did not think he had enough time to get to the armory going in the current direction. He realized if the ship could change corridors and bulkheads, then it might also change decks and ladder locations just as quickly, and just as unannounced. He took a moment and scanned through his suit systems. He grimaced as he realized that his connection to the ship's mapping function was in a read-only capacity. He could not make the ship adjust to changes he needed. Besides, there were other crewmen racing about trying to save the ship from intruders. Any changes he could make might have severe consequences for any of them. He remembered his father always said that the shortest distance between two points was a straight line. Running down 12D.4 was not the straightest way to the armory. So, he reversed his direction and ran back to a storage closet he had passed on 12B.2. Thankfully, the closet was still there. Stone stepped into the middle of the small space and closed the door behind him. He took a deep breath. If he was right, this would work. If he was wrong, then he would not have time to reach the armory before any intruders could get there. Not to mention, either way, he was sure he was going to be disciplined for intentionally damaging the ship.